Welcome to this week's edition of Stephen and Company here on the Stephen Perkins program. We are getting far into this series and I'm loving it. Just a reminder, you can now find all of our Outset podcasts in one convenient location. Just go to outsetmagazine.com slash podcast, or if you're on iTunes, search Outset and find this show, Second Look with Benjamin Green, and The Matt Dallas Show all on the same page. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I want to give some love to our sponsor this week, Octopod's line of portable charging solutions. We'll make sure that your phone never has to go dead again. And for you, the listeners of this week's show, if you go to octo-pod.com slash outset and enter the promo code outset at checkout, you will get 50% off. That's right, 50% off your order. Mine, blown. Go to octo-pod.com slash outset. Enter the promo code outset and get 50% off your order. Okay, on this week's episode, I am talking with Stephanie Conway. She was nice enough to actually come to my apartment and tape this. Uh, she only lived 15 minutes away, but, you know, she spent the gas on me, which is which is wonderful. Stephanie is the Southern Regional Director at Turning Point USA and the soon-to-be host of a radio show on Raging Elephants Radio here in Texas. The reason I love talking with her so much, as you can tell from this over one hour long episode, is that she and I have the same disdain for the current state of politics. We're both completely over the 2016 election already. And yes, we share some common views about Donald Trump. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Stephanie Conway. I am here this week with Stephanie Conway. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. Absolutely. Now, you are actually here in my incredible studio, studio, studio air quotes. It's uh, it's homey. Thank you. I It's inspired by Etsy. Nice. Yeah. Quality. That's where I got some of that stuff. And, uh, um, you know, they have good stuff. So you're a hipster and market-focused studio. Yes, exactly. You're combining exactly. two it's, worlds. This is, this is essentially the person I want to be. So I'm, I'm, I even have a, a, a turntable, a record player, and a small record collection. Oh, so, I noticed. This is nice. And the golf clubs the really golf clubs add to the have a 20 nice little, going on 45. Yeah, yeah. 65, something 65. like that. And a nice little golf sculpture. Literally Life magazines from the 60s. Just to be like, those were the good times. See, you know, you, know, you don't have to all be old white men. Some of us just no. aspire to be them. And yeah. this is really the real world application of that aspiration you know what i saw what was coming back recently oh, no. fanny packs no okay i saw like that white too dad fanny that's packs. not actually coming back those are just the people that we should excommunicate immediately i want them to come Stop. back though. i do <laughs> the there's only something so convenient oh. about having a pocket above no, your crotch you have pockets on your pants and mothers put yeah. fanny packs on their small children true to punish them at amusement parks I enjoyed it. Speaking of punishing children, are are you pro child leash or not? Yes. You are. But that's more for my own self interest because Because you just hate children. I don't like children and <laughs> I prefer them to be controlled. And yeah. I've noticed if their parents don't have them on a leash, they're running around and parents don't parent anymore. So they yes. just watch little Billy yes. and Susie fly around and knock things over. Sometimes they yell. Most of the time they just pretend they're not watching their kids. At least if your child is on a leash, we know what parent to blame. Yes. And you could like tie them to poles outside of coffee shops. It's like a hitching post. <laughs> it's, 
this is I, there's so many people who are anti child leash and they're the same people who just hate good ideas in general but uh, but there's really no basis for it um, I'm I'm sure that you're happy that we started this off with talk about Etsy and child leashes I am <laughs> I'm you know I just I try to I try to just go with the flow and, and do the right thing here. It's good to change things up. Yeah. It doesn't feel too much like every other podcast on the planet. Right. The interviews that I've done before this, we've gone straight into the serious subjects. Um, but, I mean, why? You know? So boring. Just, I'll get your opinion on this and then we'll we'll oh, go no. to some stuff. On Etsy, speaking of Etsy, I have an account. I favorite things. Don't judge me too hard. But I found something that I think even you would like. And it's supposed to be this thing. I, I think I even shared it with you before. This thing is supposed to be like a groomsman gift. It's a flask with a slot to put a cigar in. You did show me that. Is and that, that not should brilliant? not just be limited to groomsmen. No. That's for your 24-year-old females who also aspire to be 65-year-old <laughs> yes. men. Yes. There's like there's even an option you could you could get uh, your initials, you know. I don't know what described engraved. engraved into it. I don't care about. I just I want. Don't, don't need that. The just flask, the, and the flask, thing. and the cigar yeah. is what's important. It's an essential for everyone who you know just needs some relaxation. Right. I think the engraving is for the gift giver, so yeah. they feel like they did a little bit. Something <laughs> I contributed more. some. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it'd be great for picnics. I feel like you know, especially ones with lots of small children. Yes. Yeah. We don't. People don't go on picnic pic, picnics as much. Uh, no, no. It's such an ordeal. You have to make food. You have to put it in a wicker basket. God forbid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Cooking, that's weird. And then you have to, like, find a red and white checkered blanket for, I don't know, is that, that's just I think most importantly, it's just that you have to go out and spend an undetermined amount of time with yes. someone because there's no yes. server coming up to you with right. a check telling you it's time Get to out. leave. Right. And, the, yeah, that... I just, yeah, the undetermined amount of time. You How don't do you know when to cut that? it off. Do you send an alarm where your phone right. pretends somebody is calling you? Mm-hmm. It's too much I have social. that set up for every occasion. Even people that, like, even people that I've known for a long time, I have some sort of fallback. Oh, yeah. Even people like, I like. I'm like, oh, we've spent too much oh, time together grandma's today. Grandma's dying again. Terrible. But your grandma died. Yeah, I know. Otherwise. So, so it's, it's, it's a big ordeal. Um, I want to talk about, and we won't jump into that yet. Let, let's let's talk about Hillary Clinton, one of your favorite people, I'm sure. Um, someone who inspires so many women and men for some reason. It's the pantsuit. Yeah, that's probably it. I want to talk to you about this new FBI probe. Her email has been a big thing. That's come up in the news. Obviously, she hasn't turned over all of her emails. That's been clear. There's some things that she has to be hiding. Everything was on these personal emails. She deleted a lot of them. She's looking really trustworthy. Someone you definitely want as commander-in-chief. Now the FBI is looking into um, the security of her server, of her email setup, to see if, if it was uh, if it could have been hacked, if it could have had you know security risk on it. What do you make of this booger deal? Because what I hear from people outside of the conservative movement is no one really gives a crap about Hillary Clinton's emails. They're just emails. Why does it matter? And and why does it matter now that the FBI is getting involved? 
Well, the FBI getting involved doesn't matter because if, okay. as you see in the article, I don't have it right in front of me to plug where it's coming from, but they're not actually doing this in pursuit of Hillary Clinton. Right. This is just, well, let's take a look. And that, if anything, is probably just an appeasement to the people who are still yelling and screaming about Hillary's emails. So the FBI issue is almost a non-issue because you'll read the headline, which is what most people do, get excited about what they think is in the article, share it, and then never actually read a word of it. Right. So the FBI thing doesn't matter. The emails do matter. The reason people think that they don't matter is because nine times out of ten, you're emailing even your coworkers, cat pictures, funny videos, or something else that's totally irrelevant to world affairs. People have this weird idea that government is what you see on TV and there's no underlying deeper workings to it. Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and held other prominent security clearances throughout her life. I'm sure Bill shared with her some things she should not have had shared with her while she was first lady. Sure, yeah. Because he shares <laughs> he sh- a lot. He likes to share. He's a big sharer. He's a giver. <laughs> he is. He's a, just Bill a the giver. giver. Of things that... <laughs> Shouldn't be some given. Some people don't even want. Yes. But this is... The issue with Hillary and these emails is when you entrust somebody to the office of the presidency, you're entrusting them to all national security information, all top super secret clearance information. And this is without the usual vetting that you give to people who are, say, trying to get into a different military MLS and raise up in ranks and get access to different materials or they're being appointed to positions. Those people all undergo some qualifications type process. By being elected president, you're simply bestowing your trust upon this person. And Hillary, by having this server, and not just having this server, but deleting her emails and kind of backtracking, saying, oh, well, nothing on it was confidential, which we can't figure out if she's deleted the emails. You kind of have to trust the person who's deleted emails. Trust the person who set up a separate server, deleted emails, and is refusing to cooperate. And you want to entrust her with even more information? That's the issue. She's proven herself to be untrustworthy. We have articles on top of articles on top of facts and on top of evidence that say she's untrustworthy even if there was no wrongdoing in those emails which is doubtful at this point then she should be coming forward with it she should be very open with it these are my emails there's nothing in here on the server that shouldn't be on a server that's outside of the government control yeah she's not doing that Uh, jeb bush released all his emails if we could only just have hillary clinton be more like jeb um from your understanding of the law, does it seem like she broke the law with the deleting of the emails and, and the private email use? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but but it she's seems going to be setting a precedent, I think, yeah. with this because you haven't seen something quite to this scope mm-hmm. before. It's obviously illegal to share classified information, classified intelligence on a public server right to have sent those from that server at any point in time or from any alternate email is absolutely against the law and it's ridiculous to think that as secretary of state she never sent a confidential email never never she wouldn't do that no. she's america's grandma she's she is sweet little hillary clinton she's just the one that bakes cookies whenever you come over can you t- let's take a minute can you picture her <laughs> I in the kitchen i was just about to say Hillary Clinton cookies, probably the crappiest. Hillary Clinton tells the help to make the cookies. Uh, I could say something, but I won't because that could cause an issue with my three listeners. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think Hillary Hillary has this big trustworthiness issue, which is why you know you talk about her favorability ratings are going down and they're going down fast. And you see people like Bernie Sanders, who is now emerging from the deep basement of the Democratic Party. I feel like they've kept him down there as long as they could. And he's bursting out with his wild bedhead. He is now polling very close to her. If you've seen in New Hampshire, only six points away in terms of votes. He, he gets higher favorability ratings than her. Now Joe Biden is even thinking about coming in. But focusing on Bernie... First of all, I, I got there's so, just so many questions. Do you think he has a viable campaign? What is his appeal? What's going on with Bernie versus Hillary? Bernie versus Hillary is difficult because you're almost looking at apples to oranges. Mm -hmm. Hillary's favorability is tainted by the years that she's been nationally in the public eye. We yeah. have a lot to hold against her. She's been a very public figure. She's gone out and done a lot of things. Bernie is limited to his little circle that the Democratic Party entrusted him with. So on a nationwide scale, all you hear is the promises of free things, which when you're, I want to call people a simple, but when you are economically challenged Americans, yes. then you think that these free things are something someone will actually be able to give you. Actually free. Actually free. Yeah. There's not going to be any change in tax rates. No. But that's... Kind of, they're on different playing fields entirely because Hillary has places for people to judge her character from. And Bernie, as of yet, doesn't have that so much. It's hard to imagine Hillary Clinton going further to the left, but is Bernie going to push her to the left? I mean, in many ways, to appease his big following, if, if she wants to get the nomination, she's going to have to swing her opinion somehow. I think we'll see that in the coming couple of months. Because right now they are actually really different. Hillary's more progressive in the way yeah. that we think of social justice warriors and social policies, all that kind of flowery People who throw stuff. great parties. People who throw great parties. I don't think I would want to go to a Hillary party. No, God, no. <laughs> Bernie is just flat out socialist. Mm -hmm. And he's not afraid of it. No, he's, he's very open about it. It's, look at me. I'm a socialist. Look at me crazy hair. But so many people. He's like a weird uncle. Yeah, he's he's the liberal version of that uncle on Facebook. Because well, he's essentially my uncle on Facebook. Um, but people love him. People, I mean, he, he's drawing record crowds. He's getting all these donations from individuals. His appeal is there, and and, and I can't I can't imagine that he's only popular because he's he's promising free th it has to be something. Does it of really? Substance. Have you talked to the public? It, it would hurt me as an American to admit that people are, are that blind to, to what he's really wanting to do. There are people who voted for Obama twice. And, um, yeah, but Bernie's, Bernie's <laughs> even more. Bernie's even further left. Yeah. And there are people who get mad at Obama for not being left enough. There's always there's a faction of people in the United States who are totally devoid of reality. They live over in some kind of fantasy land where California. there's California, there's a money farm behind the White House where they think mm -hmm. all the promises get funded from, and nothing you tell them will change their minds. These people just, they have no idea why their state crumbles, and then they move to successful states, and they start to knock those over, too, with their horrible policies. Doesn't that make you mad? It drives me crazy. Texas is 
essentially, I think you and I would agree, Texas is the best state in the country. Absolutely. You come from Connecticut. All right. One of the uh, worst. <laughs> and, <laughs> One and, of and, the worst. And now there's these people who, who are, people are coming from California. People are coming from Connecticut, New York, all these states that have not been successful. And they come down here and they want to change our policies because it's not like home sweet home. And then we start to see a crippling of our government, of our system, and they blame Republicans yeah. mainly. The definition of insanity. Yeah. Like they're trying to repeat the same thing that crumbled their home state, mm-hmm. and they're over there throwing their hands up, saying, if these Republicans would just work with us. But that's the Bernie appeal. I, I think you have a good point. Bernie is very good at getting the the attention of people who don't know about economics. I mean, you don't even have to... You know, okay. I, I took an online economics class. It was micro. I, I didn't do too well. It was, I blame it on the fact that it was online. You don't have to be an economics scholar to understand that Bernie, uh, his, his, his policies are just not feasible. They're stupid. Yeah, it's very simple to understand. Very I don't simple. take econ. I never took econ. I can't do math. But if you give me <laughs> theories, I right. can work with that. And it's, plain and simple we've seen it in other countries we've seen it in states that are trying more socialist type policies in the united states itself where when you start to do these things the cost goes up for the residents in all different kinds of ways connecticut jacks up their taxes all the time so they can provide more government this that and the other thing and they can control more government left right up and down and people are leaving yeah. People don't stay because there's something about taking more than half your income that shockingly turns yeah. people off to staying in a specific area. Well, a lot of people always say, oh, the United States should become more like Europe, you know, and, 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 and what is it, Sweden, I think, you know, well, not just Sweden, but France and all these places, they have all these socialized systems. And then you tell people, well, they also get taxed 60%. Now, there are some people who would say, I'm okay with that. Let's give free college. Let's give free health care. I'm okay to pay 60% of my income uh, if, if we get these government programs that quote unquote work for people, which government programs rarely effectively work for people. That's what I don't understand is that people don't seem to make this connection and it really ticks me off. Well, it's because people have spent their entire lives in the cushy U.S. where because so many things are in the private sector, the quality is there. And so what they expect is they can pay this much of their income for government subsidized that and they think they'll still get that same quality. What they don't understand and refuse to believe is that as soon as you remove something from the private sector and you put it into the public sector, you put it into government, it becomes absolute nonsense garbage. It doesn't work. Take a trip to the DMV or to your post office. My favorite. (laughs) I will say there's been some innovation in the DMV, at least here in Texas. You can now reserve your number in line. I noticed that online. And I think that's that's just a Texas thing. It is just a Texas thing. I went to the dmv bright and early one day when i first moved to register my car i get uh-huh. everything taken care of and i was anticipating the eight hour day that it would be <laughs> right. in the, the connecticut dmv work. and just looking online that i could reserve my spot and show up in a little bit and it was yeah. it, in and out it blew my mind i called every relative i had still living in connecticut <laughs> just letting you know <laughs> that's what it was it's much better down here it's like i just want to tell you system. even the bureaucracy functions better down here yeah kind of weird how how we're able to do that um well and now we have now we have rick perry running for president so i don't know it sounds like you're ready to support him if he's gonna 
make the federal go okay we won't go into that yet but so the idea the the big government idea your returning point usa the whole idea big government sucks i have the shirt in my closet i don't wear it out because you know i go to a liberal school i go to a liberal starbucks yesterday i was editing a planned parenthood article in starbucks and i turned around the person was was looking at my screen they were very interested in that but uh but anyways back on back on subject you could see how i go off on tangents here this oh, is not it's i'm such a professional anyways this bi- 2016 is really going to be awful awful <laughs> yes you and i share the same <laughs> annoyance we're already annoyed by it it's only what is it, august now it's only august of 2015 i am over it more than a year away to vote more than a year stephanie we have more than a year this left is to be go a very long year we have the first the first debate coming up on thursday which is gonna suck honestly i'm honestly not watching it you well i won't be able to <laughs> luckily i have an excuse people are going to be tweeting on outsets account for me just because it's a great system, might I say. Excuse me. <laughs> You've entered into quite the media empire. No, but you have people up there like Donald Trump in, in the number one center podium space. You have people like Kasich. 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 Everyone pronounces Ohio's it Ohio's governor. Kasich. I don't know. Ohio's governor in the race, somehow. You have Chris Christie up there blabbered his mouth. I'm just, I'm not excited about it. I'm not excited. None of the candidates really wow me. I teeter between three to four people on any given day. And I think this debate is going to end up being really, really pointless. Yeah. There's plenty of people I'm like, okay, if they become president, I'd live. I'd be okay. I'd be okay with it. I'd give the shrug and be like, all right. Yeah. But if it comes down to, I've told people, if it comes down to like Bush Clinton or Trump Clinton, I'm voting probably for the Green Party, whoever their candidate is. I mean, at that point, I'll I might actually just write secede. Secede. I'm, <laughs> I'm it, voting for Texas in this election. It that yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Um, uh, but 2016 is going to be about big government versus smaller government. And, we're, we're, you know, some people on the Republican side, it would actually be big government versus bigger government. Right. Um, but I think that's the important of it. The importance of 2016 is we need to choose a small government candidate who's going to effectively push that message. But like you said, there's really no one who I think can do that well about it. No, it's so. they're all all over the place with their platforms and what they stand for and their speaking, even yeah. who they're behind and what they're talking about on any given mm-hmm. day. Just changes so much that you can't really put your full support behind anybody right now and i kind of yeah. look at the people who have warily really this far out you've already bought I, all the yeah, bumper stickers and plastered your car yeah. and everything else i bought a Rand paul poster just because it's a cool poster my plan is to buy you know merchandise from every campaign except for trump's campaign because that'll be good for the next month they should just do wigs trump oh wigs God. Make I that would, his entire campaign I would campaign donate store. so much money to that campaign. Like, you have no idea how many wigs I would personally own. I would you sell them out. Trump debate watching parties. Everyone can just wear their wigs. Yes. Oh, my And God. yell at the TV. Yes. That sounds like both fun and hell on earth. So let's talk about um, getting into a, a serious subject. Unfortunately, we have to at times. These past few weeks have uh, have put Planned Parenthood back in the news. 
the latest video that came out uh, yesterday, the fifth video that actually shows the harvesting and talk about the selling of the baby parts. I, I've been so taken aback by these videos. You know, I'm, I'm pro-life, right? But, but I'm not that vocal about it. That's not my sole issue. That's not what I'm going to vote for somebody on. There's issues that I... But this has really bothered me, this whole Planned Parenthood thing. Because now it's become, as Hillary Clinton would put it, a vast right-wing conspiracy. It's become an attack on women's health care. They say that if you defund Planned Parenthood, that, uh, that teenage pregnancies and unplanned pregnancies will skyrocket because there's no other health care centers in the country that do free health care for women. And there's also the myth that Planned Parenthood actually does things like mammograms and things for women. Um, and, and, and so where I'm going with it is, is now, uh, what was it, Monday in the Senate, they had an opportunity to defund Planned Parenthood, needed 60 votes, got like 53. Mitch McConnell voted procedurally. Uh, procedurally. God, procedurally. I can't, I can't speak today. Words he voted, are tough. It's he, okay. Yeah, he voted against the motion. What do you think is going on with this Planned Parenthood thing? Why, why is there not more outrage from people who are pro-abortion and, and it's like i get you could be pro-abortion but are you really going to be pro harvesting selling baby parts i think a lot of them might actually be torn in various yeah. ways about it and i'm going to sound like a horrible person to your three listeners do it but don't ever take me out of context <laughs> no <laughs> we won't cut this clip down i'm sure you won't it's yeah, i always true. say that before i say something true. on air that i shouldn't maybe say because dad do not cut this clip down you're clear <laughs> we're good thanks but the, i'm sure there's a certain percentage of the population that looks at the products of abortion mm -hmm. to use their own terms and sees something that could be put to use in research facilities or otherwise thrown away. But the issue with that, in the sense that we're seeing with the Planned Parenthood cases right now, is these aren't being donated for research. Planned Parenthood itself doesn't also have a huge research wing that is right. using these to build up advances that could help other women who are maybe pregnant and something happens at some point during their term and oh you know what we know exactly what to do with this because of the research we've the done. research yeah. we've done with these pieces they're actually parting it out and selling it's like a chop shop and that's where the bigger issue comes in in addressing maybe the pro-abortion type group and the sale of the fetal body parts because it's not just research at this point it's not just we're doing this because these women were going to get rid of their child fetus anyway they're doing this and they're trying to subsidize themselves by doing so and it's absolutely not just to cover the cost no. of the procedure not when no. you're being subsidized by the federal government not when i'm sure they have plenty influx of cash and other ways shapes and yeah. forms coming in half a billion from the government <laughs> I half, want a half a billion, billion dollars. Where is my I mean, that's free a, money? That's a lot. That's as, I don't think people understand. Half a billion dollars that's is going fun. to one organization who has not even, I don't think, even a thousand clinics around the country. 
I don't believe so, especially yeah. with all the ones that are being shut down recently. Right. And to speak to your point on providing contraception and yeah. other healthcare issues, there are multiple interviews now with a woman named Amy Johnson. It's mm. either Amy or Abby Johnson. And she spoke to when she worked at Planned Parenthood, and they would encourage the workers there, the staff, to give out the types of contraceptives that would be more likely to fail from human error because mm-hmm. those girls would be return customers, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So even their contraceptives, family planning type methods, are those that open the door for them to have more costly procedures come in at a later date. Yeah. And, and th- this whole thing about, uh, you know, with all these videos and all these, all these things, you, you've heard people say they've been selectively edited I found that interesting how you can selectively edit a video or how, how you can release a video and then release the full video and people still say selectively edited. It's the, kind the of double weird. standard right. thing. Mm-hmm. You're just on the wrong end of the argument. Yeah, they're fine when their media right. selectively edits, but when this organization just edits to highlight, it's all of a sudden some yes. some right-wing conspiracy thing. But here's the other thing. Here's the argument that I found. Proponents of abortion, including Senator Barbara Boxer, who spoke on Monday about defunding, she said that this is not an issue. The issue of abortion is not an issue the government should be involved in. It's about a it's about a woman, her body, um, and 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 her doctor. Right. That's the argument they use. The government shouldn't be in it. Yet they want half a billion dollars to go to an organization who under the guise of women's health care is providing these abortions. They want government to pay for their abortions. They want government subsidized abortions. It should be no cost to them, but they want the government out, but they want the government to pay for it, but they, but they want the government to stay out and have no say, but they want the government's money. Does that make any sense to you? Because I've been going back and forth on this, even with people I've talked to on Twitter, a very formal debate, um, a debate hall. Very professional. They go, well, I just, I, you know, I, I don't want the government in my uterus. I was like, trust me, I don't want the government in your uterus either. It's probably, well, anyways, I, you know, so defund it if you don't want the government to have a say. But they don't think like that. No. We've seen this before in other issues. It's yeah. stay out of my life. Give me your money. Oh, yeah. It, there's no logic to it. It's I don't want my employer in my bedroom. I do yeah. want him to pay for my birth control. Yeah. It, you don't get to make those distinctions. Right. And you either need to have a company like Planned Parenthood. And I had this conversation the other day. There are plenty of people with more than a deep enough pockets to make donations yeah. and run Planned Parenthood that way. It should be treated like any other kind any other of nonprofit or any other organization is run it yourself. You can't tell me there aren't the people out there to support to support it right. via funding. It's there absolutely 100%. And you could start by looking for the people who voted not to defund it. Right. I, I'm sure they You'll have get money from plenty them. of money right there. The issue is when you have people on both sides of this argument, what we tend to see are people who are very stuck in either abortion will be illegal and we'll never have it or we should have abortion all the way through no matter what and it should be free yeah and neither of those things is ever going to happen no it's just not no and we need to get past the initial 
disgust from one end. Disgust actually comes from both ends, yeah. I think, with the other side. We need to get past that disgust and start working towards an achievable middle policy. Does that sound horrible? Sure. Are there still going to be abortions happening and people who adamantly disagree with them? Of course. Yeah, but as a taxpayer, as a taxpayer, the compromise essentially would be as a taxpayer, you wouldn't be paying for it. Right. You shouldn't be paying for it. Yeah. But we also can't eliminate Planned Parenthood and what they do entirely. It's just right. it's not going to happen. And we've seen in places where they don't have institutions that provide such a procedure, women get them other ways. Yeah. And that's where I think the pro-life movement really backs itself into a corner is we don't start talking about defunding and how they can get funding someplace else because the mission is defund and totally get rid of. Mm -hmm. But totally get rid of is just completely unachievable. And, and, and it's like if Planned Parenthood wants to, to provide these women health issue, you know, Healthcare. services, sure. even if they want to provide abortions and they're not getting government, let them do it. It, it, it. As long as you're not funding it and let them do the, the mammograms if they actually do it. Let them do all these things, but yeah, get the government out get of it. The it's the same out. thing, and, and this is why I don't. I, I really I hate social issues. I, I hate talking about them because, like you said, there's those two extremes. Same thing with gay marriage. It's 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 oh. we want the government out of our lives, but we want them to to put a ban on marriage, or we want the government out of our lives because we don't want a ban on marriage, but then we want to be protected if we're ever discriminated. You know, it, it's all these things. That's why the the, the social conservatives. Um, you know, they, they, they get me worked up because it's like you can't have it both ways. There does have to be a compromise. A lot of people hate that word now. But with this Planned Parenthood stuff, it's just, to me, it's just pure evil. Um, and it's not something that should be fun. And like you said, they can easily raise that money. If anything, I say, you know what? Expand Planned Parenthood. Hire some fundraisers. Hire some new, some more people Put in your headquarters. Put some in just to do that. Put some of that and fundraise. And, and, and maybe don't pay your president as much as she's being paid. A lot of people don't want to look at that, but maybe do that. Do you think she looks like Claire Underwood from House of Cards? Random question. In a question. less appealing way. Yeah, not like, not like you're rooting for her. Not like, ooh, Claire. Yeah, Claire, but, like, but you're like, ooh. Mm. Claire. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you tried your best, you know. It's kind of like knockoff uh, macaroni and cheese. Have you ever had that? Oh, it's just yeah. Anything but the shapes is anything just not good. The shapes. The shapes. Like cartoon like shapes. SpongeBob. You oh. eat SpongeBob. Yes. There's absolutely a taste difference. All right. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming on the show. Uh, I think that makes gonna... me more human and relatable. <laughs> I'm just quirky and relatable. I silly. <laughs> SpongeBob. I'd like to announce my candidacy for yes. the Democratic ticket for Are President you chilling Cino? in Cedar Rapids? No. Did you not see that vine? No. Oh my god. Stephanie, you never saw the Hillary Clinton vine? I'm an old man. I will I, I don't have it readily available, but I will show you that vine after we're done because she is trying so hard to be relatable, like on oh. Vine. She fails. Oh okay. it's, let me just give you the it starts off Where with Where are a, her keepers? <laughs> like at a Starbucks somewhere talking about how they can like <laughs> help people. I don't know. They're, they're not with her obviously, but it starts out with a coast. She has coasters or not coasters, uh, koozies. Of it course. says Ch uh, Hillary, more like Chillery Clinton, you know, because she's, apparently that's funny to people. Like the least chill person. Oh my God. I would never have a backyard barbecue with her. Oh God, no. 
No. No. Her at a pool party. <laughs> Did I just? Can put we keep an her image? in her pantsuit? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like back you, to the pantsuit. You could have the pantsuit. That all beige yeah. or all orange, ill-fitting yeah. pantsuit. Let's go back to that. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Let's take a break because the second half we, we'll do some of that stuff. Let's take a break. And we'll come back and talk about our pantsuits. We'll talk about a $75 guacamole bowl. We'll talk about some fun stuff in the second half. Hey everyone, it's Steven here with another message about Octopods. And the reason why I promote them every week on the show is because I personally use them. I love them. I believe in them. I think they're the best uh, that you can get for your money. So here's the thing that they're doing. Because you need to stay connected, you need to stay powered up, they are offering 50% off any of their portable charging solutions. And all you have to do is go to octo-pod.com slash outset and enter the promo code outset at checkout to get 50% off your order. Now, what that does is that means for 50% less than all those other idiots are paying, you know, all those customers who don't know about this program and Second Look and the Matt Dallas Show, all the people who don't know about that, they're paying full price. But we, we are offering you a limited time, I should stress that, a limited time offer because it is actually gonna be ending soon. We'll, we're offering limited time offer for 50% off. Make sure as you go back to school this year that you're not caught on campus with a dead cell phone. That is the worst feeling in the world. Trust me, I hate it. So go to octo-pod.com outset, enter the promo code outset and get 50% off your order. Now let's get back to the interview. All right. So we're back with Stephanie Conway. She didn't storm out after my stupid questions, after my insulting her about SpongeBob. I'm just such a cheese. good sport. You know, I, I thank you so much for even, you know, coming out here. Um, okay. So before break, we're talking about Hillary Clinton. I want to, I want to let's focus on that. I asked, I'm trying to think who my first guest was, uh, Avery. I asked Avery, um, if she thinks, yeah, if she thinks that Hillary Clinton's pantsuits, which one do I use for? Oh, if Hillary Clinton's pantsuits should be donated to African women trying to find jobs. And her argument was that Hillary or her pantsuits might disqualify them from those jobs. Um, I asked Bethany, I think I asked Bethany this one, um, if they should be repurposed as fly nets for over in Africa, you know kick out malaria um what do you think would be a good because i don't have any more suggestions but what do you think how could we repurpose those hideous creamsicle looking pantsuits is this just africa focused or can <laughs> no, we expand no it? this okay. could be in our own border it could be anywhere because there are lots of little villages <laughs> i think there's some in india that are mostly built out of like tarps and their tents and stuff are oh, falling apart yeah so we just cut the seams yeah. a little bit and stitch it together flat yeah and you have that they're shaded mm -hmm. from the intense heat in yes. those regions yes and it's high quality hillary clinton fabric it is i'm pretty sure her pantsuits are not only bulletproof but flame retardant likely and also sex appeal retardant I feel they like are really. I, let's burka them. <laughs> Turn them into burkas. They I mean it worked against Bill. True. I feel like a lot of things worked against Bill, but I don't really well, feel like. I mean, a lot of things worked against Bill in the media, but few yes. things worked quite like Hillary's pantsuit to keep him out of other people's pantsuits. <laughs> Did 
dresses. Yeah. Anyways, did yeah on topic. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I've asked people before. Do you understand the Clinton marriage? I'm taken it's back. It's a business by it. marriage. <laughs> it is. That is not a it love is. marriage. No, they're hardly ever in the same place anymore these days. Would you want to be in the same place as Hillary? God, I mean, no. I'm on Team Bill. No, with that, I one. am too. I really, as much as I don't <laughs> like him, I like him in this. When it comes against Hillary, I love Bill. If somebody said, "Spend the day at the country club with Bill," or yeah. "Spend the day at the country club with Hillary," oh my gosh, I would be on the you golf know course Bill. smoking cigars and drinking say, with Bill. <laughs> yes, you know Bill can party, Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> can't i mean she has uh, she'd probably no be chill. on her blackberry yeah. with her koozie her koozie chillery clinton chillery not good. chilling no and just being uptight and mean all day that's <laughs> yes. how i picture her she's that person in the party who's in the corner she's judging everyone probably live tweeting about pretending everyone, to be on her phone pretending to be on her phone she's like no but because no one really texts her no one cares about her that much um so yeah she's that person at a party and i would hate it I don't understand how her, her and Donald Trump, up until, I guess, 2012, got along so well. Because he donated to her campaign, he went to party, he threw fundraisers for her. They might just be both so abrasive <laughs> that there's a universe, like, universal tear yeah. in the fabric of time and mm-hmm. reality when they're in the same room, and they get along. Do you think a black hole would form if Hillary and Donald were to run together? Yes. No, I mean like run like like as exercise. Because I'd love to see them in short (laughs) jogging shorts. Would you though? Kinda. Just so we have those paparazzi pictures. No. I want. I want. I need something to be my new Abby on on Twitter. Like a Richard Simmons sweatband under his. Oh my god! Yes. Wait, who? Donald. Sweat into the oldies with. The Donald and Hillary. Yes. And Richard Simmons pops in in the middle of them. <laughs> He's like, y'all are doing great. <laughs> this is too much for me. This is too much. Like, people in the future will look back on this video and think, what era did they live in? Do you ever, are you thinking about that? Like, with this election, are, are, are kids in the future going to study this time and be like, what the hell happened? Yes. They're going to look at everything happening and think, why, how did the world not just implode right. at this moment in history? You watch that show, Survivor? No. It's been on for 50 years or somewhat. My grandmother wants to go on that show. I almost feel Good like going her. on the, If they ever do like a grandmother-grandchild show, I'd go on the show I with her. I think I would actually watch mm-hmm. that season. I feel like she could and wrestle a pig. And for your grandma. And what? And root for your grandma. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. Uh, but no, the host of that show, maybe he should run for president next. Because if we're opening up politics to game show host, Alex Trebek should be a candidate. Um, Drew, Drew Carey? Yeah. Drew he's, Carey he's, should. Yeah, Drew Carey should be I'd a like candidate. I'd like to volunteer the, ta- the cast of all the real world seasons. All of them. Because that could be president, VP, your entire yeah. cabinet, and any appointments. It would still be less candidates than we have Republican candidates yes. right now with all of the real world candidates. I've asked this question before. Um, um, well, I asked which presidential candidate should go on um, uh, uh, the, the Bachelor. And obviously the que- the answer is Lindsey Graham, because he's he needs something. Um, but who would you want to see go on Real World or Big Brother or a show where they have to be in a room with people unlike them? Hillary. But would that be fun I to think watch? So. As long as they were stubborn enough people that they wouldn't be 
afraid of her so they would just mm. continue to chip at her until yeah. she finally broke which sounds horrible because now yeah. i'm realizing that i'm saying i would like to watch the slow mental demise yeah. of hillary clinton <laughs> doesn't half the country though i feel like really if you were I to take I'm a poll safe. yeah yeah because that to me would be interesting to mm-hmm. force her to have to deal with people who don't think like her mm-hmm. but aren't sheepish enough that they'll back away intimidated yeah. by her because I don't think she can handle it. She has a constant buffer yeah. around she lives her in a at bubble. all times. Exactly. Her staff just whispers sweet nothings into her ears. Because Bill doesn't. No, never. Do they sleep in the same... I won't go there. Anyways, <laughs> her campaign is just... Well, I, I guess it's like the Donald, too, though. All of their people tell them they're great. Tell them they're wonderful. Tell them that they're going to do it. Does the Donald need people to tell him he's no, great, No, his though? internal voice does that. <laughs> but on top of his internal voice, voice, he has people that tells him he's great. This is true. You know what I've noticed with Donald Trump? And maybe this is just a weird thing, but he, do, he, he doesn't... I don't think he, he's ever read a thesaurus, as most people do leisurely. Because if you ever listen to him talk, he always goes, oh, my plan is very, very great. Oh, my golf course is very wonderful. Very, very." He always repeats these adjectives. He doesn't ever say like, oh, this is tremendous. He's always like, it's really, really. He's a New Yorker. I feel like no offense to New Yorkers, but full full offense offense to New New Yorkers. Yorkers. (laughs) Glad that we were on the same page there. (laughs) This is good. Um, So no, I, I just... Please, Donald, retreat to your Manhattan penthouse. Leave us alone. Now, what I do want to ask about, um, do you think America is ready for, and this is a two-part question, A, a Lindsey Graham presidency? No. No? Why not? No. Isn't he lovable, though? He has a personality that you can kind of latch on to. No. No? And I don't want a lovable president. You don't. No. You, you want you want a real. We've uh, had the celebrity nonsense, and we've got all kinds of horrible things happening overseas and foreign yeah. policy wise. I want other leaders to look at them and not think, "Ooh, teddy bear." I want them yeah. to look at our leader and think what they think when they look at Putin. Well, okay, interesting. Because um, they probably picture him shirtless, some of them, which would be <laughs> on a weird. bear. Usually, which would be weird to picture Hillary Clinton. Um, that was sexist. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I try. This is what we do on this show. I say we, it's me and my computer. Um, where was I going with that? I, I had something with that. Oh, no, Ronald Reagan. And as much as I hate people, like, we need the next Ronald Reagan. No, I mean, he's great, but shut up. Ronald Reagan was lovable, right? He he was able to schmooze with world leaders, and they respected him, but they liked him most. That's, that's likable, not lovable. Okay, true. There's a difference. Yeah. So you want world leaders to like our president, but not necessarily want to kiss him on the ring. I don't even care if they like him. Everybody spends too much time and energy focusing on if world leaders like our leader. We didn't elect whoever's sitting in the office of the presidency to be buddies with all the leaders of the other nations. We just didn't. There's there's going to be a level of cordiality, of course. But my concern is, does that person take care of America first? And that, that's my bottom line. If they take care of America first, I don't care if they go over and they start kicking shots. It's not my issue. So you sound very pro-Donald Trump. No. 
But but he's someone you know. He's someone who would put America first. He doesn't need anyone else's money. Would you he, respect Donald Trump as a world leader, or would you look at him but you and know say what? the Americans have truly fallen below Barack Obama? At this does point? it not? Does does he not convince you when he says, "I've done business with China. I've done business with all these places, and they respect me as a business person." He's not a business person anymore. He would be a diplomat. True. True. And the second part to that, I mean, I, I I wasn't really trying to convince you. I was just trying to get there. The I second, just have to be right. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've learned not to argue with you. The second part of that Lindsey Graham question going back is, let's just say theoretically he was elected president and the world did not end. I'm not sure how that would work, but uh, but let's say theoretically that happened. He has promised a rotating first lady, starting with his sister, which is... I wonder if he took his sister to prom, one of those guys, but he's 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 talking about a rotating first lady. Do you think America's ready for a new first lady every month, every year, something like that? It'd be a nice change mm-hmm. from, oh my God, what is our first lady wearing this month? She went they, to Target. Isn't she like us? She's so relatable. Yeah. No, I'd be, I think I'd be okay with it. And yeah. I think America would enjoy the tabloid ness yeah. of the first lady that is on rotation mm-hmm. we could always hook up hugh hefner with a portion of the white house oh yeah he, he can move he the could ladies be the director up. of first ladies right exactly so yeah. when it's not your month to be featured in a spread you can <laughs> be the you can first go lady to the white house and be the first lady i mean what, what a great system the united states government the first step is to fund planned parenthood we no longer have anything to do with with planned parenthood but second step is Create a relationship between the government and Playboy. Right. I like these plans. Um, what are you announcing again formally? <laughs> are we okay? Are you um, doing an event in an airplane hangar like Rick Perry? Be more like a takeover. Mm-hmm. If I were oh to yeah, ever just a subtle. Yeah. Just I'd have to kind of. You know that's swoop what communists do, right? They do like right, a which is why I don't run for takeover. office. Is I have all these great ideas, but I would just tell everybody else to be quiet and leave me alone while yeah. I implemented them. Yeah. And what I've discovered is that doesn't work so well in this system. Right. Yeah, that's true. See, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want the 1% dictating government policies, things like that. I think if we had people like like you, not to compliment you too much, because I don't want to up the ego too much. It's too late. Because I'll have to see you again, and then you'll, you know. But if we had people like you in the 1%, and forcing politicians to vote certain ways because of your money, I feel like would be okay. I think it'd be okay. Everybody yeah. gets really mad about lobbyists and I don't mind people it. with influence. I don't mind it either. I mean, there's a reason there's a lobby. There's a yeah. reason this organization can afford to fund this person to do yeah. nothing but to go and to support this cause. And yeah. that's because millions of people who think that they hate this one person who's the lobbyist have been donating to that organization right. that pays the lobbyist. So you are essentially paying the lobbyist. And if you're donating to that organization, then this lobbyist is lobbying on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So it comes back to just my disdain for the American people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running for president. Peace. <laughs> and go screw yourselves. What I always find interesting, I love, I love, I love, I love when people go on Twitter, a corporation... And they tweet about how terrible corporations are, usually from a Twitter app on their iPhone made by Apple or corporation. I know this has been said before. This isn't some new revelation I'm coming. Oh, people complain about corporations while using corporation products. But I love it Truly because... Truly groundbreaking. Yes. Thank you. This is uh, The show's going to get such good ratings for this episode. This is what changed America. But what I love 
is just the, the not just the irony behind it, but what I think it really is is I think people are okay with corporations as long as they're you know San Francisco based. But as soon as they're on Wall Street, as soon as the CEO wears a suit instead of a turtleneck and jeans, that stupid beanie thing. Yeah, what is up with I don't, that? It looks like you have a tumor growing out of the back of your head. A a cloth woven <laughs> tumor. It's like, uh, well, I won't go there. There's so many things that I've been wanting to say. But, yeah, I, I feel like there's just the people, they frustrate me. And they frustrate you. And, and that's why this has been a good conversation. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just, it's it's stupid. People are getting stupid. And, and getting I ask, or have been? Well, that's what I don't know. I, I, I really don't know because I feel like I, I, I want to believe um, I want to believe that people used to be smart. People used to have to engage. Yeah. If you wanted to know what well, was I mean, going like, on, you had to read a paper. Exactly. Now, now you turn on the news for 60 seconds and you read the little bar that scrolls across the bottom and you listen to Melissa Harris-Perry say something with tampons she's hanging still from on. her ears. I think they're getting rid of her. I was about to say, they canceled a lot of shows, yeah. including The Cycle, thank goodness. They kept Morning Joe, though. What does that tell you? No, but, but there's no excuse now. We live in a time where any piece of information other than Hillary's emails are, is at your disposal. And you can learn about any... There's free classes on iTunes. You can take a lesson in economics from a Harvard professor, and yet people still vote for Bernie Sanders because they just read headlines. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else. This is turned lazy. into group therapy. We're lazy and complacent, yes. especially our generation. You're young people. We haven't lived through major wars that have touched right. on American soil, barring the events of 9-11 mm-hmm. and even that we were young and we kind of pushed it out of our minds oh there's 13 year old commentators who were born after 9-11 talking about 9-11 yes that's my personal never favorite. forget is there you're not in a position here as a five-year-old yeah. maybe to go to kindergarten that day after an event that they didn't understand right. as a five-year-old but I, yeah. I digress i was a six-year-old and i understood it so i just want to let you know that the reason i understood it is because i was supposed to go to a baseball game that night with my mm. brother and my dad an astros baseball game back when they were good back when they had bgo bagwell and the other b i forgot his name um so i was pissed the war on terror is a very personal thing the for war me on baseball though because it's a war on baseball and if you wage war against baseball, I want you dead. I understand Each that. and every one Baseball of you. is a great American sport. It is, but so many people don't like it, and I feel like... They're just wrong. Well, there's sports now taking over baseball as America's passive people. You know, football is... I I don't get the appeal of football. I don't I, I don't like it. I don't. It takes too long. It's Grown go stop, tackling go stop, each other. go stop. And that sounds really hypocritical from people who like baseball because it is also such a slow well, game. Well, yeah, but you can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. The thing, like at a baseball game, you can crack open peanuts, leave them on the ground. At a football game, people don't really do that. What, no, it's, they just yell at each other and like paint fight. their faces. Yeah. Ooh, that one I'm not a fan it. of. When they paint their stomachs, no. God, yeah, put your shirt back on. There's a man in this apartment complex. <laughs> if, a not very, but he's overweight. He is um, very tan, but I mean, he's just overweight. He has a tattoo on his chest. He walks around in basketball shorts. Oh. He walks his dog shirtless every day. I come home every day and I see this man. Sure, and I welcome just, home. Welcome home. What a great community. Relax, you're home. Yeah, the sad part is there's really no other options around here. I have to stay in this area. Um, so I'm living a good life, um, and I'm sure so are you. You have good neighbors. 
I have neighbors who just recently got kicked out. Good. Which was stellar because I did not like them. So it's fine. It was okay. I'm waiting it, for some to get kicked out. This is like a bunch of teenagers. It was yeah. at least two teenage males, one teenage female and her baby, mm-hmm. like four cats and two dogs. And they would get into fights where the police were called outside all day. I Wonderful. lived across from the Dallas area real world. Yeah. That's I, good. What is this? That's good. <laughs> I want Speaking of the Dallas area, you heard something today that I also heard. I was going to ask you about this in the beginning. I forgot. Okay, so for for those who have seen or followed Glenn Beck, he shared this article about these weird noises, sirens, people, religious people would say that they're, you know, the sign of the end times. The, the, horns the, the of horns the apocalypse. Of, yeah. yeah. But you, today, I'm sitting here, I'm doing prep work, and I hear, and I'm like, is that a tornado warning? It's sunny outside. I'm not sure if it's going on. And you recorded it. What what is going on in I, Texas? Our no safe idea. haven. I was worried at first that maybe I needed to go see a doctor. You're like and get I'm some going meds. mentally insane <laughs> because I saw those articles too, and yeah. I thought these people are insane. It's yeah. interesting to listen to the sound, but all of you people need to go home and get back on your meds. Right. And I'm sitting on my porch today, <laughs> pretending to prepare for this interview, and instead listening to Buck Sexton. Sure, which is preparation. <laughs> it's fine. In, in his own way. Yeah. He favorited my tweet about that, by nice. the way. Yeah, no one ever favorites my tweets. Pretty, he follows me, too, so it's pretty sweet. We're like how a big you. deal. Just yeah. come on my show and, and talk about how Buck <laughs> follows you. Whatever. It's fine. But Go I'm, ahead. I heard the first one, and I thought people around here drive horribly. Maybe that's just a really weird car horn. <laughs> And it just, yeah. it kept going. And in order to prove my own insanity, because at this point I was like, I don't need people to think <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm obviously right. crazy, but yeah. I need them to see why I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> so I There's some it. legitimacy to the madness. Right. And I thought that I really wasn't going to get much in the recording. And I listened to the recording. And I was like, oh. Crystal oh, clear. It's decently clear, clear what I'm listening to. Yes, it is the end times in Dallas. Obviously. And I think it going to back to what we said earlier, I think it's because all these people are coming here. That's what it is. That's Texas right. sounding its own horn of alarm. I'm to not get these a conspiracy out. theorist, but I think God is saying, All right, you're messing this up too. Time to end it all. And we're done. Um, okay, so just wrapping up, I, I know that I've I've kept you for a while and you have adult things to do, unlike me, like uh going to get another thing of, of coffee um let's see uh do, do, do you think we deserve the national phone number of our president no why not we can't handle having phone numbers of exes when we're drunk true could you imagine that i don't have yeah. that many people reaching out to me constantly uh-huh. and i want to throw my phone across the room can you imagine it's already too much yeah can you imagine being in that position and you've got joe blow down in san diego Topeka, deciding to Kansas. give you something stupid like that because that place still exists for some reason some, i think it's just on the map to hold this <laughs> hold the space at this point yeah. but you'd have all of those people calling you to tell you their ideas it would be like being a radio host yeah and getting Accepting those callers calls. that are like well yeah think- i just want to call in and say that i think uh, i think the horns and i think obama with the the Jade Helm. listener first time caller <laughs> yeah i'm just I'm a, I'm a listener I'm, I'm calling in for the first time today i'm concerned about our country and it's all because you know i hate those people 
and I feel like I did a pretty spot The worst on. part is all of that is word for word exactly. Yeah, that's not even exact. I'm not exaggerating. That's literally what they say. I'll call into a radio show. I rarely ever do it because I realize they just hate it. I'm like, yeah, I just, I have something constructive to say. Many times I write it out because I get antsy on a live. I'll do notes. Yes. If I'm gonna call, especially but I feel like if it's most, like a big thing. I feel like most people just call in as they're waiting. They pop drugs, maybe drink a beer or seven, and then just go off on these tangents. Yes. Now you are starting a radio show. I am. Tell us about it. Raging Elephants Radio. It's going to be with RagingElephantsRadio.com. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be the more moderate person on that channel. Oh, your but balancing they, act. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm like the, I'm like hiring the Democrat, only I'm not actually a Democrat. You're not that far. I'm just not quite you, as far to the right. You would be like if Joe Scarborough was on Fox. Right. Or the Blaze. Right. So it'll be kind of a midday, two hour show once we figure out two the time hour. frame that's two hours it's going to be a lot of what do you what are you doing two hours voice. have guests on yeah you'd have more access to interesting guests right and then kind of go from there but it'll be interesting as of right now i'm on there tuesdays at three o'clock mm-hmm. you what you're just doing you're on someone's show at three or you're right doing i'm your on somebody's show at right. three they have me come on and talk about things whether it's up in dallas and the metroplex the other day we talked about the tcu case mm-hmm. so it varies so but it's mainly texas it's texas focused. focused i have a big spot in my heart for foreign policy so i'm mm-hmm. going to find a way to loop that in i'm sure at some point right but probably mainly. get buck to become a raging elephant guy. yes Raging Elephants contributor. You and I have talked about stalking, but I don't know if I should say this. I think you should say that on the air. Okay, maybe not. You and I have talked about um, maybe running into Buck. By accident. By accident when he's in Dallas, but uh, for some reason doesn't spend too much time here. Okay, closing up. Um, What am I doing? What am I doing? The debate on Thursday. Let's close with this because it's coming up tomorrow's, well, the day that this podcast is uploaded it will be that night 5 p.m is the bottom feeders uh the the prime time spot is the people who are in the top 10 for whatever reason looking at you um chris christie although i like him sort of he's i'm tur- he's some things are happening and i'm starting to like him more it's very weird i need an intervention um going up against the donald he's an ass He's not afraid to, to, to personally victimize people like Regina George. What would be your advice to these campaigns as they go up against Donald Trump? Just let your candidates off the leash because they mm-hmm. all go out there all the time when they give their practice statements and they try to keep it clean and nice mm-hmm. because they've been handled to a certain de- degree. Trump hasn't. So he's going to throw no. everything at you. And if you don't throw everything right back, then he's going to walk all over you. People may not like or agree with what he's saying. But he's going to manage to get the most attention. And this early on, that's what it's about. It's about attention. That's why he's leading in the polls. It's not because Trump has these great revolutionary ideas. It's because he's able to get the attention. And he's just like, even though he's a a billionaire businessman, he talks to people like they're people. Um, He talks to politicians like normal people would want to talk to politicians. And he gives away phone numbers. So he's a great person. Man of the people. Man of the people wearing a $50,000 suit. I made the argument that because Scott Walker is going to be in these debates, I don't know if he's in Thursday one. I didn't. It doesn't matter. Um, Actually, yeah, he will be because he's in the top. 
I, I made the argument every person up there should be wearing a suit from Kohl's. Sure. Yeah. Or just maybe their regular hanging out clothes. Just like just like we're grilling in the backyard. Yeah. You know, come chilling over, with Hillary. Chilling with Hillary Clinton. I don't want to see Donald Trump in shorts. I'll tell you that right now. His legs <laughs> have to be the pastiest oh cottage cheese looking things ever. Maybe we can get him in some dad jeans. Oh my god. There's a picture. No, stop. There's a picture I have <laughs> of him in dad jeans. No. I'll show you. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know I kept you a bit long, but I felt like it was a good discussion. Well, thanks um, for having me on. I forgive you. Absolutely. Thank you. It's good to get the on-air forgiveness. Um, where can people find you? People can find me on my Twitter at Conway underscore Steph, and that's with a P-H. I had somebody P-H. ask me if my name was spelled F. A-N-Y the other day. Oh, my God. That is not how my name is spelled. It's spelled the correct phonetic (laughs) way. Exactly. Um, Or you could find my email and my information on turningpointusa.net and their website. You can reach out to me there. Mm -hmm. And and I I encourage people to check out Stephanie, check out Turning Point, check out Raging Elephants, check out all the things. It's just Um, so cool. It's just so, so, so much bright commentary. Please don't add my personal Facebook. No. no. (laughs) She has a problem. You you really do. You have an issue with I think I'm back up to like 70 people in my friend purgatory. And I have a public page. Yeah, you do have a public page. Maybe you need to advertise. I I don't know. But it's it's disturbing. Some of the people you've shown me. You get a lot of Middle Eastern people, which isn't a bad thing. But you get people who are like... They look like they're out to kill you. And you and I were both in Garland, so they probably could be trying to collect a bounty over your head. I mean, not just that, but I have a tendency to speak out frequently yes. and openly against everything that they stand for. So. Allah forbid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Allah. Not really. Because, <laughs> you know, you kind of... Would you look up for him, or is it... It was... <laughs> Um, thank you so much for coming on the show (laughs) and we'll have you back again sometime soon thank you again to Stephanie for being my guest on this week's show make sure you subscribe to this program on iTunes so you never miss a new episode and while you're there subscribe to Second Look with Benjamin Green and the Matt Dallas Show thanks so much for joining us on this week's show we will see you here next week